We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Diaries podcast. My name is Brady and I am your host and this podcast covers all things spooky, unexplained, and ghost and other haunted things. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Honestly, this podcast is just a very candid look at the strange world of the paranormal and mediumship. So I'm very excited to be here. I do want to say a huge thank you to our patrons, including Chemically Feline, who is a Fae-level patron. And I do want to apologize for forgetting to thank patrons last week. I don't know what happened. I forgot. And I don't know how I can forget. Oh my gosh. So I am so sorry about that, everyone. And I do want to have a correction for Zabaz the Abyssal, who has upgraded their pledge. I mispronounced that last time, and I'm so sorry for that. So thank you to all of our patrons. Patreon is a way you can help support this podcast and help us record more episodes and go on those very exciting investigation episodes. So if you are looking forward to seeing a season two progress, Patreon will be the best way to support us. Patreon members get perks such as an exclusive channel in our Discord chat that we've now opened to the public. So if you are interested, you are able to go over and join our Discord chat. And patrons also get other cool things like goodies sent in the mail, some exclusive origin story episodes that are unedited, as well as all of our extended footage from our investigations. So we hide nothing. Everything we film is available to you. And that is still being uploaded from season one. Woo! So excited. So let's just jump into today's story. So Robert and I were on the back roads traveling and trying to find some unique vintage finds for you all. So we do have a shop. It's speardiaries.etsy.com. And we were looking for vintage goodies. We ended up finding some. Yay! One of which is this really cool vintage frame that is for one of our preserved spider webs. So we have these webs that are preserved and they are super, super cool. But anyways, we found some cool stuff. But along this adventure, Robert and I happened to slowly approach this building as we're driving down this road. And there is a tower in the distance and it's a cobblestone tower. And I instantly had this flashback of a memory and I knew I had been there before. And I'm not talking about like in a spiritual sense, being there before, I I physically was there when I was like 15 years old. And I remembered my family 
being at that place and we must have been visiting it to appreciate its historical value, which at that time I was not a fan of historical places or museums. I absolutely hated any place that housed old things, unlike now where I surround myself with old things. But at that time, I really disliked it because typically with that came spirits. And as we are driving to this tower and past this tower, I was telling Robert that there was an old man's spirit there and I remembered being freaked out by him. He was an old white guy and I didn't like that there was a spirit around, not saying he was bad, not saying there was any ill intent, just that I was very uncomfortable and I had ended up picking up my little brother and leaving the building. And in the back of the building, as we're driving past, I was like, oh, Robert, guess what? There's going to be a playground. I was like, because you know what I did when I was terrified that this spirit was around? I picked up my little brother and I walked him over to the playground that was behind this place um, across the field. And I let him play on the playground while my parents finished um learning whatever they wanted to learn about this place, which I didn't because I frankly did not care at this point in time. This brings me to one of the points of this episode that I want to make is that you don't have to use mediumship or any sort of psychic ability if you have psychic ability. So that is completely up to you and what you're comfortable with. I personally at this time was not comfortable with communicating with spirits, nor was I wanting to. I didn't see a point. I didn't really care why this guy was there. I didn't really care who he was. And all I cared about was not being in his space. So how I handled it was politely leaving the building and going to go do my own thing. And that's completely acceptable. So I don't want anybody to feel like just because you have some sort of extrasensory perceptions that you have to use them in a way like sharing stories on a podcast or filming a series. So that's definitely not a requirement or an obligation that you have. And as I progressed in my mediumship, I felt at a point in time that I had to do what people expected of me, be that readings or anything else. I never felt like I had the option to keep my mediumship to myself. And that was something that really bothered me because I was someone who didn't particularly care for it. And I wanted no part in mediumship. And I have a lot of social anxiety and I didn't like being one-on-one with people. And if you guys are hearing growling, that is my stomach. (laughs) So nothing paranormal going on right now. That definitely was my stomach. (laughs) I'm so used to calling out body noises when we film that, yeah, still calling them out. Anyways, I just want to say that there isn't this obligation that you have to perform as a medium. That's something that is on your own individual journey and honestly, some of the most gifted and 
cool people I've met throughout my journey are people who don't necessarily share it publicly. And there's just a lot happening on a backscale of this to where only, you know, people who are comfortable with sharing are the ones sharing it. But this is something I wanted to bring up as a segue to talk about haunted locations. And I've seen talks about what makes a haunted location and what types of places have to be haunted locations and are haunted locations only haunted if they're claimed to be haunted. And there is no hard fact or rule about what makes a location haunted. This tower was not lived in by anybody that I can find and it was built to be a government office. And what that government office was set there to do was in the 20s to 30s, they had constructed that building to be the place where they were establishing the New Deal by the Roosevelt administration. And in this particular area, that meant they were building homesteads. And they could see from the tower the over 200 homesteads that they were building. So that's all the purpose of this building was. There is no historical information I could find of anybody who would be haunting it or anything of that sort or any claims that that's true. So we do always have to understand that with mediumship, while I did experience something there, and I felt that was a spirit attached to that place because there's not historical information that I can find that validates and backs that up, then I don't claim that to be true or valid. You know, who knows what it was at this point. The only thing I can say is that that was my personal experience. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So, there are so many places that can be haunted that just are haunted because they're haunted. So every bit of ground that exists has been there for such a long time that we just don't know what's happened there. Researching the paranormal can be difficult in this aspect because while I could, for example, look at the building I'm in and I know when it was built and I know that somebody has died in here before, what I don't know is what happened on the land prior to this. So if I go back, I can see that it was a parcel that before a development was a cow pasture. And prior to that, it was just land that was unused. And before that, there is a cave system beneath that housed ancient peoples. And before that, who knows? So we can only know how much our written and historical record goes back but it's important to remember that every bit of america at least the united states was built on top of land that had already been used by indigenous people that was already belonging to other cultures and other civilizations and 
even before certain groups of indigenous people, there was people before them. So this is something to where we have to understand that there are so many layers of a history to a place. And where I see the paranormal stop a lot of times is just stopping with modern history, modern buildings, and not going back to, well, who did the land originally belong to? What was the land's purpose originally? Was there something prior to the building? Was there something prior to the farmland? Was there something prior to the forest or when did that forest even grow how long has it been there you know looking back through historical history because with the paranormal especially when we start to deal with more earth type spirits or potentially fae or fairies some of that history may go well back before the building that was slapped on top of the land and this makes me say, and I say this a lot, that everywhere is haunted. So many people ask me like, oh, what's the most haunted places? What's the most scary places? And honestly, everywhere's haunted. Everywhere's haunted. Your front yard can be haunted. <laughs> it, your trees can be haunted. <laughs> and I, I do think like the most scary places as a medium are probably hospitals, you know, whether abandoned or even ones that are in working order just because there are so many high stress, high emotion dumps of energy inside of them with birth and death happening all inside at the same time. They are always very charged but that doesn't mean that those are the only places that can be haunted. And since we have a little bit more time in the podcast, I'm going to end this with one more story about a haunted hospital. So I have a lot of chronic illnesses. Those chronic illnesses require me to have surgery quite frequently to try to manage them uh, because the illnesses I happen to have don't have a cure. And um, so I do a lot of surgeries to try and help aid that prevention of worsening symptoms and there was this surgery I was having about a few years ago and I had come out of surgery and they were wheeling me from the recovery room to a private room where I was able to see Robert and I was being pushed and there was this man walking in front of the cart who looked like Robert and Robert's pretty distinct. He has this long curly hair, which I don't know if you all have noticed, but I've been growing out my hair so I can try and beat him because I haven't had the longest hair in our relationship since shortly after we got married and I'm determined to try and beat him. <laughs> But I seen this person with long hair in front of us walking and I told the nurse, I was like, oh, that's my husband right there. <laughs> and she's like, where? And I was like, oh, right there. And he turned a corner and she's pushing me down the hallway and she's like, where? And I was like, oh, he just turned left. And she's like, okay. And she turns left and then I see him walking and he walks in a few rooms down and goes into one of the rooms. And I was like, oh, look, he just went into that room. And she's like, that's the room we're going to. There's no one there. And she wheels me in. And Robert wasn't in the room. And I was like, where the heck is my husband? And she was like, oh, we haven't told him that you're fully awake yet. He knows the surgery is over, but he's not here yet. And... 
I was super annoyed because I'm like, no, I had just seen him. We followed him into this room and she's like, no. And at this point, I still can barely see. I This surgery happened to take about five hours and I was very, very uh delirious when I woke up. I was having a really hard time with uh, the anesthesia and waking up from the anesthesia just because I had been such an extended surgery. And I was like trying to see and I could barely see this nurse, but I knew, I mean, I know Robert's silhouette. I knew I had seen Robert and she had assured me there was no one else in the hallway with us. But this is really cool because yes, it could be a spirit, but Robert in particular, I I see as a spirit all the time, which is really strange because it's always like this like weird guide to where he is or where he'll be going. Like this entity happened to just turn all the corners into the recovery room I was going to be put in to meet Robert. And I had not known which way the cart was going to turn, but I had been watching the spirit make all these turns and pointing them out to my nurse as we're going. And I truly did not think there was anything like abnormal about it. I thought Robert was just walking ahead and I was kind of upset with him because I thought he was ignoring me, which was upsetting because he was like, talk to me. (laughs) But these places don't even have to necessarily be haunted by the dead. The living can to project themselves or haunt different areas. And just because a spirit might resemble someone else doesn't make them bad. And that is such a huge thing that I see in the paranormal a lot is it's talked about of, oh my gosh, if it looks like this, then it must be evil. No, that's completely not true. So these projections that Robert somehow creates with his weird funk energy (laughs) are really strange and are something that I've experienced a lot to where I have had him as a spirit interact with me as a living person. This leads me into why I think Robert and I are really good at having these um estes method sessions and guided estes session methods and what you'll see in future episodes of the bones method um where we're trying to develop this psychic connection between spirit and a conduit but yeah everywhere can be haunted and i think it's really fun to think about some of this stuff and where hauntings originate and why they're there and it is important to look back far 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 into our history and beyond our history to try to figure out why or what may really be there so i hope you have enjoyed these two stories and a little bit of a theory about what a spirit is and what a haunting is and that you don't have to be forced to be a medium if you don't want to be. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to The Spirit Diaries.